I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker. Crappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily, our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you're in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it! Then we're done! And prop bets with my man Jay Rich? Count that money, man! Now wipe the crust out of your eyes, get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell gmgp good people welcome this is wake up ray g it is wednesday hump day may the 3rd 2023 thank y'all for waking y'all asses up i appreciate y'all being in the building we got a big show today talking some 2024 prospects let's get it big win jay rich by my lakers last night baby we got it done one oh over the doggone Warriors. I was up all night watching the Laker game. How y'all doing this morning? Who we got in the building? Let's see. Rhonda Commander in the building. What's going on? L. Wood, GMGP to you. Josh, good morning, my friend. Conja, Dynasty Barry saying Marvin Harrison Jr. 101. Mike in the building. Zach, John, Jimbo, Matt Bruning in the building. Taylor Wolf, Marv equals three first. Let's get it. What's going on, Garrison? Appreciate everybody being in the building today. Jay Rich, how you doing over there, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. You know, I'm happy for you. Your Lakers seeing some prosperity mm. early in the playoffs. We'll see if they can make it happen in Chase Center too, no less. They look gassed. Give them that they credit. look. They look gassed. I think they AD, gave it their a- all. Right. AD played the whole uh, second half. They oh look boy. gassed. I I hope they could keep up this pace with the Warriors, but I'm happy my Lakers got a dub last night. Absolutely. They only need one, right? They only need one. Only and your need boy, one. Ray. Jordan Ooh. Love. Jordan Love. Sort of. Extension. Sort of. Maybe. One air horn for Jordan Love. Ripped up that fifth year option. Gave him 13 million guaranteed. Yeah. They ripped it up. Could be a backup. Could be a starter. Got 13.5 without throwing a pass, really. 13.5 for Jordan Love. So, interesting way that the Packers. structured that deal but the love error is underway Aaron Rodgers is happy in the in yep. uh, New York said that Garrett Wilson reminds him of a young Devontae Adams so we'll see his uh price and ADP okay. skyrocket over on underdog fantasy where they have the biggest fantasy football contest ever if you use the promo code wake up you get access to our discord for free for the year 
Jay, it's a dope community. Last night, uh, we had a yes, special sir. guest in our Discord. I don't know if you missed, if you were there for the live uh, little uh, Discord session we I had with not. the patrons, but Paige DeMacos from the Draft Network Ooh. was on the show Love and Paige. dropped some very interesting nuggets about the Arizona Cardinals, about the Atlanta Falcons, about B. John Robinson. So get access to that. All our dope tools and underdog will match you 100% up to $100 if you're a first time depositor. So use the promo code wake up, enter the biggest fantasy football contest ever and win that money, baby. We got to get to the money with underdog fantasy. Yeah, Jay, she came in last night when all the patrons were in there and she gave us some some firsthand conversations and insight into old B. John Robinson and the okay. Arizona Cardinals and, and some other things. So it was a treat uh, to have her in the building. Shout out to the Draft Network. I'm a contributor over there, Jay. But we got a big show. Any any more like news updates? Because we kind of we're going to we got a lot to get to today. I want to kind of pull up Dane Brugler's yeah. early look at the 24 mock. We'll start mm-hmm. to talk about some people. We got some analytics stuff from Jordan Backus over there at Destination yep. Debbie that you can find inside of uh, the Patreon service Patreon. somewhere in there. It's a lot of stuff in there. But anything else news-wise, Jay? And then I'm 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 gonna ask the, I'm gonna ask you a question, Jay, because I don't think you answered. Okay. You weren't in there last night. Um, I'm looking around Twitter as these rookie drafts are going on. You're in some. They they all look different, right? We we've, we've talked yes. about this. After about 1-8, hell, some drafts 1-7, it's chaos. You know, you know, there's, there's, I'm seeing Rasheed Rice in the first round. You got running back, Charbonnet falling, Roshan Johnson up. You're in a couple of rookie drafts right now, Jay. Are you seeing any sort of consensus in the back of the first through the rest of the draft? Literally from like 1-10 through 4-12, it's just chaos out there, Jay. Are you seeing any, uh... Any trends, or is it just wild, wild west out there, man? I wouldn't say consensus, but I would say we are. I am seeing a lot of A chain in the first, right? A chain seems to be the guy that, if just based off what I'm seeing, is kind of in that RB three range right now. Um, like you mentioned, Charbonnet kind of falling because Kenneth Walker's there, and and some people are in on Kendrick Miller, but not everybody is. But that's kind of the only stalemate I've seen. Everything else is after that, though. It's whatever you want get your guy mingo in the first round i saw mingo go 2-1 in a super flex tight end premium league right i was hoping to get him at 203 and he was already gone right it's just it is a hundred percent after probably i'd say after the first round receivers kind of like you're saying get your guy season whoever you want whoever you think deserves to be up there go get your guy uh but definitely hit the, H- hit the what say is hit the, the what sounder hit the what Daniel said Gibbs went 101 in one of his that started yesterday. Good Lord. I mean, I repeat. What? Yeah, it is. It's what? chaos. It's chaos. But, Jay, the question I want to ask you and everybody watching the show, everybody tapping in live, everyone that watches this later, I'm seeing the expectations for Bijan Robinson, Jay, through the Way roof. Way too high. I'm Way seeing high. people. There were people yesterday who said that he was a lock. A lock, Jordan, for 2,000 yards this year on the ground. Rushing. Not total. Two, oh, there's no. What? Jay? 2,000? 2K. They said if Algier and Patterson can average 5.9 yards a carry, he's what? a lock. 2,000. Jay, the point is, the expectations. Man, you look like shit, Jay. Good Lord. Get off the screen. The expectations for Bijan. Are sky high, and if there are any, if there are ever any shoulders 
big enough to carry that, I, I guess it would be him. I'm not saying he doesn't have the talent to do that, but my question to everybody out there is, what if he finishes RB7 on the season point per game, RB8, how do you think the Dynasty community would feel? Would that be a disappointment? Would people be upset? Would people be, ah, he's not that... What are the realistic outcomes, Jay? And, and I asked this to the patrons last night, and they were like 1,512. That's what I'm expecting, year one. 1,500 on the ground, 12 touchdowns. That doesn't include however many receptions there are. Just It's a lot of pressure to put on that young man. He's talented. Just, I think, just be, be, be mindful, Jay, right? Like, he goes out For there sure. and he has, like, it doesn't mean he's bad, but goddamn, man, 1,500 yards his first year, 2K on the ground, year one? Yeah, that's, that's a little crazy. And I, and I wish I could give credit to the person who looked this stat up. I want to say it was Scott Barrett. I was just looking through his feed trying to find it, but... The realistic outcome for Bijan probably isn't 2K, but it is pretty good, right? Someone looked up the stats of running backs who were taken really high in drafts, right? And, and kind of their potential opportunities in year one. And I believe the number was 292 touches on the year, which would be great, right? Like Najee Harris was a 300-touch guy, um, and, and I think Bijan could be a guy who gets very close to that. But to say that the yardage is going to approach anywhere near 2K is absolutely insane. Like 1,500 total? We should probably see that. But again, I don't want to say he's going to get 1,500 total yards because that's still a ton of yards. 1,300 on the on the ground, maybe 300, 400 through the air. Definitely realistic. But to still put that expectation as a projection on any player is insane because we talked about this when we talked about Bijan last time. Atlanta didn't throw to the running back too much. So I'll have to see kind of how they change their philosophy this year. On the ground, he should be great. Should see a ton of touches. But I still think that split between Algier and him will be more significant than people will expect. And I think that's the problem is that everyone's right now is probably on the sell Algier wave. And if the price was low enough, I might consider buying because I think he will have a role in the offense. So, so in some of our best ball leagues, he may be a guy you want. I think 300 touches should be an expectation or very close to it, right? 250 should come on the ground, I'd expect for sure. And so it just comes down to is how many opportunities can you get through the air and honestly, Ray, I don't know what to expect there. I think if I was looking at past history with Arthur Smith, it would be a pretty low projection and people wouldn't like that. But we have to be realistic about his potential expectations. And so it's going to be sky high, though. It's Bijan. That's that's always yeah. going to be the case. That's just how people are. And I can't blame them for it. And if he hits, he's Zeke, right? I think we know that. If he hits, right, he's right. Zeke rookie year, Saquon rookie year. Like Saquon, I believe, had 2K as rookie year or very close to it. And that should be the expectation for some doesn't mean that it should be a realistic expectation for his outcomes, though. Rhonda, this is this is this is my thought too. We are on the same page. Rhonda Commander says I don't want Atlanta to run him into the ground, and uh, I highly encourage any of the DD patrons to listen to the. Uh, I'll post it after the show, um, but the commentary provided by Paige yesterday, who knows uh, people in Atlanta, who had some time to talk to Bijan, and she described him as he's the face of the franchise for the Atlanta Falcons, not the quarterback. Not a running, not a wide receiver, not a not an outside linebacker. The face of the franchise for the Atlanta Falcons they, is Bijan Robinson, not just for on the field, but off the field as well. He's what's going to sell out that Mercedes. Oh, what's the what's the name of the Falcon Stadium? It's uh is it Mercedes Benz? It's Mercedes Benz Mercedes Benz Stadium. Because it's the same, oh, because they changed the Caesars Superdome. It used to be like they used to have the Mercedes Benz Superdome and the stadium, but now it's Caesar Superdome. But yeah, yeah it's Mercedes Benz like, Stadium. Like you don't want you and everyone's just like it's Arthur Smith. 
look what he did with Derrick Henry. They're just going to do the exact same thing with Bijan. And first of all, Bijan yeah. and Derrick Henry are two very different builds of a running back, right? Derrick Henry, there's nobody like him. They're literally Brandon Jacobs, but he wasn't, he didn't have, uh, yep. you know, half the talent that Derrick Henry has as a complete running back. But Derrick Henry's six foot three, two hundred and fifty pounds, right? You don't, you don't want to slam your Ferrari, BJ Bijan Robinson, up the gut on inefficient touches, and that doesn't mean he's not going to have games where he where he has to shoulder the load. And they're like, "Yo, Absolutely. we got to turn around and give it to you twenty eight times on the ground. We're going to throw it to you, and we need you this week." But week in and week out, I don't think Atlanta would want to do that to him. You know, they want him to last and sustain, and they don't want an injury in. On, on his 31st carry of the game when he doesn't need to. And if you've got yep. competent pieces behind you, it's just going to be curious to see how not just Atlanta, but the NFL proceeds forward with all these running backs, Jay. Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery. It's not going to be the Jameer Gibbs show in Detroit. Yeah. He's going to get his touches, and hopefully they're efficient, and he's going to get his opportunity. But it makes sense, and it would behoove any team to sort of do that, Jay. And, and what I've continued to say is the litmus test for how the NFL values running backs if the contracts this year weren't enough to already give us an indication on how they value the running back. You know who's due up for a contract after this year, right? You know Jonathan who's due- Taylor. Big JT. Uh, the, the, the new Trent Richardson uh, per people during the draft. Per people during the draft. Wild. Wild takes on Jonathan Taylor. But it will be very interesting to yep. see what type of contract the Colts give him. Do the Colts tag him? You hear the Dallas Cowboys talking about it right now that they realize and understand that the Ezekiel Elliott contract was a bad one and they should not have done it. But it'll be interesting to see. But I highly encourage any of the DD patrons who have access uh, to the live streams to check that out. I'll post it after the show. Jay, but let's talk about the 2024 class. It's time, Jay. Finally. Man, I'm sick of talking about... uh, you know, 2023, 2023, man. So, uh, Dane Brugler a couple of days ago put out an early look at uh, ahead at his 24. mock draft at, at 2024. Jay, and what position do you want to start with? You want to just start with the quarterback position, kind of look at his mock, go through some stuff. We've got a lot of, a lot of yeah, stuff that we want to kind of dive through. Let's start quarterback. So, the Arizona Cardinals right now, according to Super Bowl odds, hold not just the well, are favored to be the number one overall pick. But because they have the Houston Texans pick, they're projected to have 101 and 102 in the damn draft. Mm. What a franchise reset. And we did ask Paige about the Arizona Cardinals and their plan with K, uh, with Kyler Murray last year. Um, but yes, uh, Caleb Williams, Jay, is my QB1, should be everybody's QB1 in 2023. He's fantastic, man. I mean, you, you look at what he did at Oklahoma, transfers to USC, and wins a Heisman Trophy. You got his stats pulled up of, of what he did last year, Jay, in uh, in college? Yeah, so he was third of the nation with 4,537 yards, first with 42 touchdowns, only five picks, and a QBR of 87.6, which was fifth in the country. Mm-hmm. Top five, top five, top five, top five, pretty much everywhere across the board. Caleb, you know, I mean, he was everything for that USC offense, though. You look and watch the games like they had a good running game, but when they really needed the play, it was always Caleb making it. And you being a USC fan obviously watched all those games. But yeah, I mean, you just look at what he did and it's there was a question at one time. Did he deserve that Heisman? But 
You know, I think you look at his stats, the way he played, his advanced numbers back it all up. Caleb is definitely deserving of the potential 101 and is there right now for Dan Brugler. Yeah, shout out to Jordan Backus, director of analytics at DD, for putting these weekly updates together in season. He does these every week. And you look at Caleb's uh, production metrics, QBR, top in the class, adjusted yards per per attempt, tops in the class in 2024, completion percentage right around 66%, and then rushing yard percentage. He gives you something on the ground. Not as much as is old Drake May down there, who I don't think people understand how damn good Drake May is on the ground as, yep. as he is through the air. But you see right off the bat, Caleb Williams, Drake May, the top two quarterbacks in this class. Now, let's move down to – well, let's just go down the board. Marvin Harrison Jr., um, Jay – yeah, big Marv, big Marvin Love Harrison Marv. Jr. Uh, we were talking about Marv, and we need to get him a, a, a new uh, a new nickname. But I think right now, if we were going to say early in Superflex drafts, you know how I'm out here, um, and there are people who say Anthony Richardson over Bijan Robinson, and there's a debate in Superflex who's who's one, two, whatever, whatever. Yeah, I think that same debate is going to persist, but with Marvin really? Harrison, but with Marv versus May. Not Marv versus Caleb. Okay. Okay. I think okay. it's Mar- okay. Marv versus May. Not versus, not, no, So I do no. have a question for you, right? No, no, Right off no, the bat. No, no, no. Could, no, no. Could Marv be a first round startup pick next season? Now, it doesn't mean he's ahead of Caleb, but a still a first round startup pick next season, right behind Jefferson and Chase. Well, uh, could he? Absolutely, Jay. Uh, he absolutely could. What do you think? I think it'd be really close. I mean, both of us love Marv. We've talked about how he's basically bammed here for us right now. What he did last season, not winning the Blitnikoff, is an absolute travesty in college football. 77 receptions, 1,263 yards, 14 touchdowns, 16.4 per reception. Touchdowns was fourth in the country. Yards was sixth in the country. There's literally nothing Marv can't do. He's unstoppable, should be wide receiver one. And I think you can make the case for a first-round startup pick because... I just don't know if there's a prospect we've seen since Chase who's had this hype and he might have even more hype than Chase had coming out. Yeah, he's in freaking incredible, Jay. Incredible. I mean, the talent, the skill set of Marvin Harrison Jr. Um, let's let's just go look at the 24 uh, wide receivers. We're just going to go down this list. Running backs, 2025, uh, G5, there goes 23. So... 24, Marvin Harrison, there he is at the top of, the, of everything, right? Uh, this is just insane. And he did this on the field, Jay, with Emeka Igbuka. He did this with Julian Fleming. He did this with other Ohio State contributors, and he's still out here. Yards per team pass attempt, three. Nobody in the class is even close to him, man. Nobody. Yeah. Nobody. It's it's insane. Reception insane share, 28%. Weighted dominator rating, 32%. Like, this... Like analytically, physically, and then he's nothing like his pops, right? He's he's a completely yeah. different build. What is he? Six foot three, two hundred and ten pounds, something like that. This is it's gonna be yeah. it's going to be a conversation next year. Marvin Harrison. I don't think it's gonna be versus Caleb Williams, but I do think it will be versus North Carolina quarterback Drake May J, who is incredible and outstanding in his own right. So you got some of uh. Drake stuff pulled up because he's a freaking monster. 
So we talked about Caleb, basically top five across the board, and Drake really isn't that far behind. 4,321 yards, 38 touchdowns, seven picks, 82.4 QBR. So just behind Caleb in yards. Touchdowns, he was fifth in the country. Again, a little bit behind Caleb there. A few more picks and 82.4 QBR. But like you mentioned, the big thing with May really is his rushing ability, and that's where he really will make his money. And so I think, you know, you look at both these guys, and you've talked about it. Caleb is QB one in the class for now, but especially for fantasy there could be a world where May is actually more valuable because he gives you a little bit more on the ground. So that's where I think it'll be interesting how people feel about May because in the real world and, and real life, he, he might not be QB1, but he gave you 700 yards and seven touchdowns on the ground last year. Caleb Williams ain't doing that for you. And, you know, I think it's funny how a few years ago, everyone was on Sam Howell and it just feels like Drake May is like the actual talent that Sam Howell was supposed to be with the rushing upside, the cannon of the arm, the accuracy, and doing it with guys at UNC that really aren't super high draft picks. Now, we had Josh Downs when he was available, but outside of that, he's kind of making that team what it is, and I think that's a big part of it as well. USC has a ton of talent, and much more so than they have at North Carolina, so you have to give May a lot of credit for being neck and neck with Caleb with much, much, much less talent on the roster. Yeah, and look at May's... Uh Analytics is production metrics, right? QBR just yep. a, a nudge, be, uh, a, 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 ta a tad below that of Caleb Williams. His adjusted yards per attempt a little bit lower than Caleb. Higher completion percentage than Caleb Williams, and then almost double the rushing yard share on that team for Drake May. Highest, you know, of this list in the class, thirty-two point eight percent of yep. his team's and, rushing. And that Ray, is, if you remember. At six foot Drake four, two twenty. At six yeah, four, two twenty. Much, much bigger than Caleb, because Caleb's only six foot one, I believe, two ten. And if you remember, Ray, Jordan Backus, our director of analytics, had Drake May as his QB one. Analytics. Analytically, yes. Right. And and I do want to bring up one other thing because I was looking at some PFF passing grades this offseason and I combined it with some of the rushing grades. Of all the quarterbacks drafted in the top sixty, which we expect both these guys to be. There's, this is the list of quarterbacks that have scored an 85 or higher in this comp composite metric. Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, Justin Fields, Bryce Young, Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence, Jalen Hurts, Tua Tagovailoa, CJ Stroud, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson since 2017. The other two guys who are in there from the 24 class are Drake May and Caleb Williams. And I think of all the quarterbacks I write in that list, those are a bunch of hits, right? You have to be able to pass the ball first. And all those guys are hitting in the NFL right now, starting quarterbacks in the NFL that should tell you all you need to know. When you make a list like that with those guys, you want to draft them very high and they will be very valuable for you in fantasy. Well, Jay, there's another quarterback who Brugler also has going inside the top 10 and we can no longer call him the golden mullet because he shaved it <laughs> off and that's UT quarterback. Look at him clean cut right here. Quinn Ewers, Jay, who has him going number six overall to the Washington Commanders, Jay. This is uh, our guy, Matt Bruning. Shout out to Campus to Canton. Quinn Ewers, clean cut Quinn. Look at old Quinn Ewers there. Looking all clean cut. Not a no fan, right? I'm not a fan. But, but a fan. number six overall to the Washington Commanders. I am a fan of yeah. Quinn. And you look at his production metrics, even on... Uh, listen, he's not he's not going to give you anything on the ground. That's not his game, yeah. right? But QBR, 65, so... A little lower, a little down. Everything is a little yep. down. It's kind of a completion percentage was not very. Golly, if people hated Anthony Richardson, what would they do with Quinn and his 56% and no rushing production, right? But high yep. five-star kid, and he's got all the arm talent in the world, Jay. All the arm talent in the world. You see his uh, production right here. 
Dane says he, he has him right now early in uh, as QB6. And remember, he skipped his senior season of high school, right? He was at Ohio State yep. when he should have been, you know, he's, he's young. He's that a young, like raw player with all the physical tools. And everything that I've heard this year is people wanted to make it a competition at Texas between him and Malik Murphy, him and Arch Manning. And there it is no competition. It's his job. Yep. Now, We'll see how that plays out in season if things start to go a little south. But I believe Quinn is going to step it up and play well. And he has all of the talent to be a top 10 pick. So I have no problem with Dane having him at six right now. You said you weren't a fan. So I need to clarify that because I don't need Matt Bruning coming after me. I'm not a fan of the cut. The golden mullet should have remained. He has a great nickname. Could have been there, but he's got to get clean cut for the cameras. I get it. His PR team is probably all over him for the mullet. But yeah, we'll see. Quinn's a bit of a projection right now for sure, but um, I would definitely take him over QB4 on Dane's list right now. So definitely don't hate that at all. All right, Jay. um, Let's kind of, uh, let's uh, let's stick. I don't have any other quarterback highlights to pull up because those are kind of my three. So for me, in this 2024 class, right now, it's those three quarterbacks, Jay. Now, if you scroll down the board, down a little bit further, um, Dane does have Michigan quarterback J.J. McCarthy going 15 overall. I know Dane puts in the work, but he hadn't started working on the beast yet. I don't know about this one, man. I, I need to see. It's bold. I, it's a name that's in 2024. People know the name. The name is there. J.J. McCarthy, you look at the production metrics, though. Right behind Drake May and Caleb Williams is third in the class. He's got all the physical tools as well. He can make the throws. He's very athletic. A lot, a, a little more inconsistent game to game, and yep. that may be a product of Jim Harbaugh and the Michigan scheme. But he's got the talent and he's got the upside. Right now, Jay, I honestly have no QB four after Drake and Caleb and Quinn. And I, Quinn. I just don't. You've got J.J. McCarthy battling it out. You could talk about K.J. Jefferson from Arkansas. And there's also another player who was drafted at the quarterback position in this mock at 23, Michael Penix Jr. Now, Jay, I just had to go look. This is going to be his sixth season in college. And you look at his injury history, man. It's, It's double ACLs, AC, shoulder, clavicle broke like his injury list is long if yep. this is his sixth season how i don't know how old he is but he's got to be he's got to be close to what hendon hooker was coming in maybe i'm maybe i'm wrong but we just did this this year we just did it this year with hendon hooker oh hendon hooker uh the, 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 he's a coach on the field they love him he's yeah. not falling out of the top 20 and then the nfl was like we can't take an injured quarterback in the first round that's 25 years old. Michael Penix yeah. is going to eat this year. I actually have money on him to win the Heisman Trophy this year. Really? I got some money. I do have some money on Michael Penix to win okay. the Heisman Trophy. But being a first-round pick today, I don't know, man. I'm just – I'm a little – the hooker saga has me a little nervous to put Michael Penix as a top-five quarterback in this class. But he's got every every – thing working to help him get there it's going to be a good offense he's going to put up monster numbers he's got one of the best wide receivers in the country next to him so he's going to have everything but sixth year multitude of injuries it's just he was at indiana in 2018 that was lamar was that the year lamar got drafted 
I think it was the year he got drafted. Yeah, right after. But it's it's a funny point you make, right? Like you have Hendon Hooker doing this in the SEC, which is one thing, and they'll be doing it in the Pac-12, which is another conversation. But he was second in yards with 4,600. He did have 31 touchdowns, eight picks, and a QBR of 81. So again, like he's hitting all the numbers, but it, but like you mentioned, he's doing it in the Pac-12. He's not. And while we knock Caleb for that, people aren't drafting Caleb at one because of the numbers he's putting up. They see the potential and the upside, and that could be there for Penix, but I'm curious how people feel about him. Uh, McCarthy, on the other hand, though, I'm curious. I'm worried about his size a little bit, Ray. Yeah. He's not even listed at 200 pounds, right? So that's a, hey, he's hey, 6'3", don't, but he's 196. NFL told us this year it don't I'm matter. Bryce Young's 175 well, and went number one overall, yeah, so that Bryce Young is again a different beast, right? D- yeah, different okay. beast. But he did have three. He did have 300 on the ground though. So I think that McCarthy, for fantasy at least, does have some rushing upside as well as we've seen. I'd be curious what he would run because he'd probably run pretty fast. But again, with that slender frame. I'd be curious if people knock him for that because, again, he's not Bryce Young. We all know that. Right, right, So if right. you're not going to be Bryce Young and you're going to be small, I'm curious how the NFL would feel about that. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, let's go to the running backs because none of them were inside of Dane's round one. And I don't think there should be a round one running back today from the 2024 class. But I want to start out with my top guy, man. Uh, Rocket Sanders out of Arkansas, Jay. This is a big boy. He's big. He's explosive. He's physical. Raheem Sanders, if you look at, uh, and we'll pull it up, right? Six foot two, almost 230 pounds for Rocket. This This is a guy in Arkansas. We've seen him put backs in the league. Felix Jones. Derek McFadden, Peyton Hillis, you know, they've, they, they're going to run the ball. It's going to be ground and pound with this Razorbacks team. He and KJ Jefferson should put up crazy stats this fall for the Razorbacks. Jay, this is a running back that I'm very, very high on. Very, very interested to see how the NFL values him because he does fit that sort of mold of a, uh, you know, a prototypical 60 percenter, Jay in the NFL and then we take a look at his uh his production metrics right you know right there at the at the and this was overall running backs with Bijan Robinson mm-hmm. and Chase Brown there's Rocket Sanders 24 eligible at the top of the class and then you sort that out by his class and he's right there at the top like he's the only one uh 1.93 yards per team uh yards per team play uh, you look at his reception share 13% not bad you look at yeah. the list it's tops out of everybody in the 24 class Will Shipley, nobody had a, a higher reception share than Rocket Sanders. And then you see his dominator rating right there at the top of the class. So, again, a lot of this was because uh, Travion Henderson, Big Hendo, had a down year, was injured majority of the year for, for Ohio sure. State. But how you feeling about Rocket Raheem Rocket Sanders? I'm man, ever since you put me on to Rocket Sanders, I've been all in, right? Doing what he did in the SEC is just crazy. 
222 carries, 1,400 yards, 10 touchdowns, 6'5 a carry. And like you mentioned, Ray, 28 receptions, 271 yards, almost 10 a reception there, and another two touchdowns. He probably should be tops in the class. We'll see what Big Hendo does. You know, he was obviously a highly touted prospect as well in his own right. And we've seen the talent from the moment he stepped on the field in that Minnesota game, his first game ever. He took, I believe, a 70-yard screen pass to the house. So we see the talent overall. I think that Sanders, with his size, you know, depending on how Hendo ultimately weighs in, Sanders, you can tell, 6'2", 230, like that's legit. And he's doing that in the SEC week after week. I'd be pretty surprised if he wasn't RB1. Now, of course, injuries and things can happen, but Hendo would be the only guy I think that could possibly contend with his production profile and what he's doing in the SEC year over year. I'd be curious if he could beat this season for Sanders, but he probably could. He probably could. If they give him some more carries and some more work, he may just even beat what he did last year and go over 15, 1600 yards on the ground. Well, speaking of big Hendo, here he goes right here. Travion Henderson running back from the Ohio State. I mean, a lot of people still have him as RB1 in this class. Down year this year, was injured, split some work with Mayan Williams, who's going to be a 24-eligible guy, probably be a drafted guy as well, not as high as Henderson. But, Jay, give us give us what Hendo did his freshman season as a true freshman at Ohio State. What did Travion Henderson do to the Power Five Conference in the Big Ten? So that's what's crazy, right? I just listed off Raheem Sanders' stats in his second year and in Henderson's freshman season, 183 carries, 1,250 yards, 15 touchdowns, and 27 receptions for 312 yards, four touchdowns. So even in his freshman season, he had a better receiving profile than Raheem Sanders had in his sophomore season. So we'll see if Henderson is healthy, we could potentially see a 35, 40 reception season, maybe even higher than that. Higher than that. And as you can see, 6.8 a carry, which is still higher than Henderson's 6.5, or sorry, than Sanders' 6.5. So he just needs the work, needs the receptions, but he could be RB1. He very well could be in his freshman season. He really showed, you know, the touchdown upside, the broken tackle ability, the vision, the speed, As, as fast as Rocket Sanders is. Henderson sometimes looks like he can get better angles a little bit faster, but both of them top tier prospects and deserving of probably top seven, top eight uh, rookie draft picks for sure. Let's go through some more because a player that I I think he fits today's NFL, definitely a 60 percenter. I don't even I don't even know if he's 20 years old yet. Is is Braylon Allen even 20 yet? But Wisconsin running back Braylon Allen, Jay, I I'm coming around more and more okay. and more on the fact that this dude is gonna is going to get drafted and get drafted high. I saw some other mocks where he was is is mocked as high as RB uh, is player fifteen overall wow. in the NFL draft. Braylon Allen, six foot two, two hundred and thirty five pounds, played Division One, mm-hmm. Power Five college football at running back at J, seventeen years old. What? Just insane. Insanity. What? Insanity. My Dude goodness. just a monster. Braylon Allen. I mean, the, the workout videos are legendary from this kid. And I'm calling him a kid because he is a kid, Jay. This is a young man who's out there terrorizing uh, the, the Big Ten and other, and other conferences the like. And he's a teenager. It just, it honestly makes no sense to me. Uh, 
He's incredible, Jay. And then we look at some of his stuff, his advanced uh, production metrics. He's right there at the top of the class, right underneath Rocket Sanders. 1.62 yards per team uh, per team play. Reception share, low. little concerning there because he has not been utilized as a pass catcher. When do Wisconsin running backs get the ball, right? Jonathan Taylor didn't catch the damn ball. They don't ever catch the ball unless you're the pass catching back. Uh, but 27, uh, 27.8% dominator rating. Braylon Allen, Jay, what do we have? I mean, it's crazy. He actually had a better freshman season than he had as a sophomore. Um, 1,250 yards both seasons, 11 touchdowns, 12 touchdowns both seasons. Last year, he did have uh, 13 receptions, 104 yards, nothing really there. But yeah, I'm curious to see what he does in this new system. He was on Twitter, right? Finally, no more eight-man fronts, nine-man yes. fronts, right? Bringing yes. in. Because they brought in, it was, uh, was it Matt Rule they brought in? Uh, No, uh, no, it wasn't was Matt Rule. Uh, was it Matt Rule? I'm no. I'm who did they bring in? Who the, it, in my head, it's it's Scott Fritter or Matt Rule, but either way, Matt Rule might have went to Nebraska. But the bigger thing here Luke is Fickle. I'm curious what he does. Fickle. It was Luke Fickle. Fickle. Luke Fickle. There you That's go. it. Luke, Luke Fickle. Fickle. Yeah. But the bigger thing, right, is that, it, Rand, I do feel bad for you because there was some rumblings, some rumblings I know. of him transferring to USC. I know. And that got everyone really excited. But Braylon Allen will be a stud, um, he, but he's a guy that could easily have 1,600 yards in a season. So I'm curious how they deploy him. Uh, like I said, sophomore season was down a little bit, but producing still at a very high level, 1,200 yards, 10 touchdowns both seasons. Uh, the yards And the, in the freshman season, 6.8 yards per carry. So right there with Big Hendo, like we talked about before. Yeah, and there's a lot of other names on this list. I'm not as high on Will Shipley as others. I'm not as high on yeah. Devin Neal. But I am very high on a player that nobody really talks about. And I think come draft season next year, people are going to be all over Bucky Irving from Oregon, Jay. You talk about just a dynamic running back. Bucky Irving, uh, listen, if you were in on some Devon A-chain, you're going to love Bucky Irving. Listed at 5'10", 194 pounds. This is a dynamic Oregon player, Jay. He can catch yep. the ball. He can run the ball. He's explosive. He's a big play threat waiting to happen. And again, a name that most in the Dynasty community, I'd probably say 99% of the Dynasty community, that small percentage of people who play C2C or Debbie, they know who Bucky Irving is, but most people don't. But this is a guy who also should have a big year um, in um, at Oregon this fall. Now, yep. is he going to cement himself as a top five guy? I don't know. I don't know about that probably right not. now. But somebody that I'm really high on and I'm excited to see how the NFL uses the Devon A chains and the and some of the smaller uh, some of the smaller running backs and kind of project what they may think about Bucky Irving, who is a fantastic running back. Jay, you got some stats pulled up for him. Yeah, that's a really big point, Ray. I think depending on the success of Devon A-Chain, that may lend itself to something for Bucky Irving. Like you mentioned, 156 carries, 1,000 yards, five touchdowns, 31 receptions for 300 yes, sir. yards and three touchdowns, yes, right? Yes, sir. So do it all back on all fronts. 31 receptions in a season for a running back is phenomenal. People think, oh, 30 receptions, blah, blah, blah. That's not that great. Christian McCaffrey can have 100. It's like, no, that's not how this works. It's not how this works in college. I believe in college, 20 receptions for running back is good, and 30 is like borderline elite. And for Talk about a guy who isn't an every down back, who's more of a scat back. He kind of, you know, he really kind of went into that Travis Dye role when he vacated and went to USC. Mm -hmm. But phenomenal talent. Like you mentioned, if he can kind of fill that role, be what A-Chain was, come in at the size A-Chain was, run fast, there could be a world for him as a third round pick. I, I think I'm a little worried he goes that route. We go all in and then we got to be like, ah, 
he's mm-hmm. only 180, right? He's only right, right. he's not as he's not quite as fast as A Chain, but he you see the talent when you watch the film. So I think there is a world where he could be this high. And I like that you putting him on this list because he won't be on most people's list. And I didn't even really Stanley, know who he was until you mentioned him. Stanley, that I appreciate that's why we do this, Stanley. Good show. You have to you uh put me on the three players already. That's what it's about, man. Shit. Like we all know the big names, but who else could pop and who else should we be thinking about uh, for fantasy? And and another guy, Jay, who's not on the radar for many people, but again, at his size, profiles like a 60% running back, and he is going to smash this season because there's a good chance that this team wins the ACC um, this fall. And it is Trey Benson from Florida State, Jay. Um, Mm -hmm. Big... Uh, 220 pounds. I think Benson's 5'10", 5'11", 225. I think that's his size. He's an Oregon transfer. Uh, 6'1", 215. 6'1", 215. Good Lord. Uh, For Trey Benson. Speed, power, physical. You just, you watch the highlights and you're like, my God, this, he looks like a little bit. He looks like he runs a little upright though. I don't give a shit. Don't don't start all of that. Don't start your upright running scouting right now, Jay. I don't care about any of that. He's going to be an absolute monster workhorse for Florida State. And they've got just as good a chance to win that conference as any other team in there. I'm not counting on Miami just yet. And Benson and Jordan Travis are going to be a big reason why. You got Johnny Wilson out there playing wide receiver, big Johnny Wilson, six foot seven. But Benson is going to put people on notice. And this is a guy that you can see. Just like you got those you know, the, the physical freaks, Jonathan Mingo rising up yep. during the pre-draft process. When you've got somebody this big, this physical, this fast, and an ability to play on special teams and catch the ball in the backfield, Trey Benson is a guy that I cannot wait, wait to see play this fall. And I see Jordan Backus right now talking about um, uh, Bucky Irving in the chat, Jay, talking about just... His uh, wow. Bucky has my my highest RB analytical grade for the twenty four class right now. Talk to him, JB. That's why you tap in to what JB's doing. You trap you tap into Destination Debbie. You keep you one step ahead. But Trey Benson, Jay, what do we got for Benson? One hundred fifty four carries, thousand yards, nine touchdowns, six point four carries. Like you mentioned, if he turns into a more feature back this year, gets even more carries, could be a guy who really puts himself on the national radar. So yeah, you know, Lindsey Mack said that he's throwing dudes away like soggy paper towels, and he really was running through those arm tackles, making guys miss, uh, and just. And I think the vision too is a little bit understated for Benson for a guy that size to have the vision he does is definitely what kind of sets him apart. And I think to your point, Ray, he could be a size speed freak when the combine rolls around next April. Yeah, and there's a lot of other good running backs. Donovan Edwards out of Michigan. You still have Blake Corum from Michigan. I can't have every highlight on here. Jarquez Hunter. Auburn is a player that I really yep. like. I've been taking um, towards the back of uh, of Debbie drafts, uh, Debbie mock drafts. Um, uh, Devin Maccabee. I think it's Maccabee from Purdue. Saw somebody in the chat bring him up. Must be a Purdue fan. But yeah, there's a lot of talent at the running back position. And we get some bigger guys, you know, Braylon Allen, Rocket Sanders and Trey Benson all over 215 pounds. Love it. Love to see those sizes at the running back position, Jay. All right. We already talked about this guy, Super Marv, right? There's no question, yep. Jay. This is this is wide receiver one in the class. We're not even going to play around with Marvin Harrison Jr., Jay. But another wide receiver from the same team, Emeka Ibuka. Uh, right now, my wide receiver two in this class. little different receiver than Marv, but Emeka can flat out fly. And you think because it was Marvin Harrison, you think because it was Travion Anderson and Mayan Williams and all this other stuff, 
that there's no way another receiver could have put up monster numbers in that Ohio State scheme. No way, right? Jay, what did Emeka do last fall for Ohio State on the field with Marvin Harrison Jr.? 74 receptions, 1,150 yards, 10 touchdowns, 15-6 a reception. He was better than you really expected from him. You know, coming into the year, we knew it was going to be Marv's team, but Ibuka did his thing, right? He was still a top prospect. I think he was a higher rated recruit than Marv was. I believe he was a five-star. And so you look at what he's doing on the field, and, I, you know, even early last season, I saw him projected as a second-round pick, but it seems like he's worked his way into first-round status and probably will do oh, so first round. even better this year, right? And it's it's funny because there's, there's Marv, but it's, it really does remind me of Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, and it's not because of necessarily that's how high they should go in drafts, but Ibuka could be that Alave type of guy who can just win through the route. And I think that's where he's really going to thrive. 6'1, 205. If you didn't mention the size, I wasn't sure if I heard I did, that. I didn't, I didn't mention it. Excuse me. Yep. But yeah, no, the size is all there. The speed is there. The route running is there. The production will be there. Just another great Ohio State wide receiver that they're, that they're throwing to the league. I love him, man. And then you look at him amongst his 2024 counterparts, right? 2.76 yards per team pass attempt third in, in the 2024 class. And then if we just look at him um, in comparison, Jay, to uh, the rest of the wide receivers, all top 15 um, in yep. college football last year, including 2023 guys, uh, there he is right there. You see Jalen Hyatt, Trey Palmer. There's Emeka right, right ahead of Marvin Mims, Zay Flowers, Xavier Hutchinson. I mean, this is a talented group of wide receivers in 2024 You've got Dorian Singer who transferred from Arizona to USC. Your boy Troy Franklin that we both love a yep. lot. Keon Coleman transferring from Michigan State, but another one of these top wide receivers. Let's see where he ends up. But the other guy, kind of a forgotten guy, had a little bit of a down season, if you want to call it that. But Xavier Worthy out of the University of Texas, Jay, big play threat. Kind of gives me Deshaun Jackson vibes when you watch him play because he is so freaking fast and he's just a home run okay. threat waiting to happen. I'm not going to say he's not he's not Djax, but that's just the vibe I get when I'm watching Xavier Worthy. Now, the big thing with X Worthy is he dropped a lot of passes this year, so you got to kind of clean that up. But if he can and if Quinn Ewers can take the next step for this UT offense, then Xavier Worthy is going to be a big beneficiary and a big reason why, and he should put up stupid numbers in this Sark system this fall. Really excited for Xavier Worthy, six foot one, a little bit smaller, right? One hundred, I believe, sixty-five pounds. Twenty-four yeah. percent of the team's reception share last year still good. Weighted dominator rating uh, over twenty-eight percent, thirty-three percent total dominator rating, one point eight nine yards per team pass attempt. Xavier Worthy, Jay, talk to me. I mean, yeah, right. You kind of hit the nail on the head. The problem for him is the size and the down production last year. Broke out as a freshman, 62 receptions, 981 yards, and 12 touchdowns. But last season, only 60 receptions, 760 yards, and 12.7 with nine touchdowns. So part of that probably was because Quinn was supposed to come in and he got hurt. So they were dealing with issues at quarterback. And I'm I'm curious how they open up this system this year, not having Bijan Robinson, right? When you have a star running back like Bijan Robinson and Roshan behind him, who's a great runner right, himself. Right. You want to run the ball, but hopefully this year they can just air it out with Quinn, showcase his talent, showcase Worthy's talent, and really put up some big numbers for both of those guys. And I think that, you know, we'll see how people feel about Worthy in the end. The size may hurt him a little bit, but we've seen a lot of guys go into the NFL with success that are a little bit smaller. So I get the DJX comp there, but I think that he could put up really big numbers uh, in the Big 12 this season. Yeah, and I believe, where did Dane have, let's go back to Dane. Did he have a Mecca inside? He did, yeah. He was to where, the Bengals at 28. At 28. So, okay, 
All right, oh let's let's get a little spice here because he's got Emeka at 28, but at 19, he's Good got boy. LSU wide receiver. I told people last fall, Jay, I was like, this is the one you want from LSU. I told everybody, this is the one. This is the one. Malik Neighbors out of LSU. Uh, yeah, man, he's a, he's a dog. Six foot, almost 200 pounds. Absolute beast for LSU. Came on this fall, and if you watched any of the LSU games, there was no debate. I mean, he was better than Kayshawn Boutte in every aspect of the game. Yeah. High point in the ball, the athleticism. They use him in the running game. This run right here in that in the bowl game versus Purdue, insane. I think recruiting analytics, uh, shout out to my frat brother, Corey, Ye- uh, Corey Yates, had him topped out at, I believe, close to 23 miles per hour on that run versus Purdue in the bowl game. Neighbors is a cat that should absolutely explode with Jaden Daniels second year in the Brian Kelly scheme. He's the unquestioned wide receiver one. They got a couple of guys, Brian Thomas, Lacey there. They're going to have a nice receiving core this fall at LSU. But Malik Neighbors, Jay, again, he's on this list. If you made this list that JB puts together, that means you've got the analytical profile to back up and warrant some, some significant consideration next year. And Malik Neighbors is that dude, Jay. Can you give us the stats for Malik last year? Yeah, so 72 receptions, 1,000 yards, only three touchdowns, but again, part of that was Jaden Daniels. And Ray, I bet you didn't know this, 475 passer rating, perfect two for two for, for 50 yards and a touchdown <laughs> and a last touchdown. season. Malik Neighbors, sneaky upside as a passer in the NFL. Uh, we, don't, we, don't, we don't want Neighbors uh, throwing any damn passes, but uh, yeah, he's going to be, and there he is right here, down the list a little bit in that 24 class, right? But still, top 15, 1.8 yards per team pass attempt, pretty good, 22% of the team's receptions. Um, dominator rate, weighted dominator rating, 21%. And fit. He just needed the touchdowns. Needed a couple of more touchdowns to really bump him up. And I don't know yeah. if this includes, um, I don't know if this includes the bowl game, but I think once he, I think he had like two touchdowns in the bowl game, so that kind of boosted up. A little bit yeah, for so neighbors. In, in the Georgia game, five receptions, 128 yards, and a touchdown. So that was the SEC, SEC champ game. Say and that again. Against, against In the SEC championship game versus Georgia, what did he do? Five receptions, 128 yards, and a touchdown. And then against Purdue in the bowl game, nine receptions, 163 yards, and a touchdown there. So, he's again, he ended really strong. And with Butte gone, he will be, like, the guy. And Butte had a great game against Georgia as well. But I think, you know, to your point, he will be the guy and, and could be looking at north of 1,400 yards this season for LSU. Yeah, and the other, the other receivers. So, for me, that's sort of my early... What's that top five right there that we showed? Yeah. Uh, Marvin Harrison, Emeka, Xavier Worthy, uh, Malik Neighbors. Neighbors. That's four. So that's sort of where I'm at right now. After that, you've got Troy Franklin. I'm excited, Jay. Malik Benson, the junior college transfer that's going to be playing yep. at Alabama. All reports are he has been, he's looked pretty good for the Alabama uh, Crimson Tide over the spring. Um, really interested to see what happens with him, what happens with Troy Franklin, Dorian Singer catching passes from Caleb Williams. You still have Mario yep. Williams at USC. Um, Aranda Gadsden, you see him right here. So there's a lot of wide receiver shuffling that will go on, but I don't believe there will be any shuffling at the top. Lock it in. Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be wide receiver one in the class. Let's move on to two, three, four, five, six, seven, and eight. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. 
Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. And then the tight end position, a position that is uh, very difficult to figure out in most years. But, Jay, again, much like the quarterback, much like the wide receiver, Jay, there's little debate who tight end one in 2024 is, and that's Georgia beast Brock Bowers, Jay. Um, yeah. This guy, this guy's been him from the moment he stepped on at Georgia. From the moment like, he stepped on the field. It's just insane what Bowers does weekly. And there's anything you need him to do, he can do it. Anything. And and what he's doing, 54 receptions, 600 yards, five touchdowns last, or this for Sanders, actually. Let me let me pull up his stats. I'm looking at the wrong guy now. 62 yeah. receptions, 942 yards, seven touchdowns, 15 yards of reception rate for a goddamn tight end. Like, this guy should be a top 10 pick. And I think, I forget who said it on Twitter yesterday. There's predictions he could be a top five pick in the yeah. NFL draft. And Dane Brugler had him at seven to the Patriots. Nothing will make me more happy than to get Brock Bowers. Oh, yeah. Almost a thousand yard receiving tight end. My goodness. Sign me up for that. How happy would you be about that? Now, here's the thing. Tight ends are (laughs) this is I mean, just look at the no chart looks like this chart. This is the 2024 uh, tight ends and a player that is not on um, on our list, to, well, he is on the list, but he didn't have the highlights that I needed to pull up. But Jatavian Sanders would have been another one that we talked about today. So I'll talk about him right now. Five-star. Uh, I believe he was the number one athlete in his class two years ago. There was some debate. Would he play defense or would he play tight end? Good move by JT Sanders. He's tight end and he's a monster, right? So both of these guys are listed at six foot four. Sanders, when you look at him, looks significantly bigger. Two fifty versus than Brock Bowers. For Brock he looks significant. Yeah. He looks significantly bigger. Now it's interesting because one point six one yards per team pass attempt tied for both of these guys. Look at the yep. reception share, Jay. JT Sanders, 22.6. Brock Bowers, 17%. Way to dominator rating. Who's in the lead? Jatavian Sanders. Dominator rating in general. Who's number one? Jatavian Sanders. I'm not saying like that, though. Well, they, they don't have to like it. It's just the data. I'm just reading what's on the screen. Like JT Sanders is a freaking beast, man. These are your top two tight ends in 2024. I like Bryson Nesbitt out of North Carolina. We'll see because it may only be a couple of guys, Walker and Nesbitt, for Drake May to get it done with at North Carolina. Uh, you got Michael Trigg, the USC transfer that's playing at yep. Ole Miss right now. And then a couple of other guys that aren't on this list that I'm really high on. Go, let's go back to Florida State and talk about South Carolina transfer Jaheim Bell that's now playing at Florida mm, State. Yes. What is Jaheim Bell's position? The hell if I know. He's just good, right? He's not an inline tight end. He's like a Y. Chris Cooley, H-back kind of guy. But Jaheim Bell is going to be one of the most dynamic playmakers in college football as well. But at the top of this class, it's these two guys, Jay. It's JT Sanders. It's Brock Bowers. What do you have? You got any stats for either of those two guys? Yeah, so Sanders was 54 receptions, 613 yards, five touchdowns. And I think the bigger point here is his first season really seeing any significant playing time, right? So to get that reception share, dominated rating, and maybe, Ray, what we are discounting a little bit is we're saying, well, Worthy had a bit of a down year. Well, maybe that was because of Jatavian Sanders, right? And his reception share and him getting involved in the offense. And he clearly showed he deserved that, right? He's right there with Brock Bowers in the class. So if a lot of, tight, if a lot of teams believe that Sanders is the more complete player, we've kind of seen this happen before 
before. And while I think that it's funny that Mayer wasn't the tight end one in the class this year, wasn't the tight end two. Yeah, man. Yeah. And it's yeah. the receiving tight end who goes yeah. first. Again, in previous years, we've seen the more complete tight end go tight end one, maybe not next year. And with the profile that Bowers has from the moment he stepped on the field, he probably is tight end one. But Sanders is definitely deserving of a guy you want in tight end premium and even just regular leagues kind of later in drafts. It's interesting. Um, it is interesting that you bring it up that way because it did seem like Mayer was, uh, he's tight end one, man. There's no doubt about yeah. it. And then you get to the process. He wasn't tight end one. He wasn't even tight end two, right? Is there a world? And I didn't even know. Set the school single season record for 54 catches. And in, in, in really oh, his first true year playing the tight end position. I mean, he's the number one athlete in his class. He's a physical freak. He's got the size. He can play in line. I, I trust in Marcus Myers, who's in the chat. Uh, shout out to my dog, Marcus, man. Uh, he's as tapped Damn. in to UT as anybody. I mean, he fucking played there and won a natty there. So, yes, he's tapped in and very active with the Longhorns football program. But it would be interesting to see what happens with JT Sanders versus Brock Bowers in the process. I think it's still going to be Brock, but Brock, is he's not your traditional inline tight end, and that's okay. You saw the Buffalo Bills spend a first-round pick on Dalton Kincaid, and you don't yep. really want him lining up and, and blocking like that as well. So, as we're looking at this class, Jay, we kind of talked through about 13, 14 different players. Um, and you saw a couple of those guys selected in the first round of this mock. I saw somebody in the chat earlier. J Ray, give us some IDP stuff. I'm going to be working on some defense this year because I love the game. Oh, I love boy. football. So I don't know if it's going to be IDP, but definitely with I the draft network. ranks. Definitely with the draft network, sure. I'll be doing a lot more stuff with the complete football, right? O-line, D-line, defense, all of that stuff. Just using the scouting ability to look at some other things, not necessarily for fantasy purposes, Jay. But as you look at this class today, Jay, how do you feel about it compared to what we just had in 2023? I don't know. I just, for me, I just want to see it play out. I'm not about to sit here and say it's better, it's worse. I will say that I, I think Marvin Harrison Jr., there's not a doubt about it. He would have been wide receiver one in this class, and I don't think that's a hot take. I believe that Caleb yeah. Williams would have been QB one in this class, and I don't believe that's a hot take. Now, after that, I don't know, right? I don't know where the, the NFL would have valued uh, would have valued Emeka versus I Jackson. I think Drake Smith May would have probably been QB two, right? Which is another I don't thing know. as well. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, Jay. What, I'm not going to go that far. I'm not going to go that far thoughts, yet. Right? I don't know. Are this draft seems slightly more top heavy than the last one. I think that at the top, it's there's heavy hitters at every position, which I think gives it a little bit more than we saw this year. Um, it'll be curious, I think, how the running back shakes out because there isn't a Bijan Robinson. No, but there's no. two very capable starting running backs, right? And I think I've talked about this more so in the Discord than I have, you know, on the show. But the downfall of this class was that we were all in on running backs. And I think in any class that is now running back strong, it's not going to seem as good because we really want the wide receivers to have strong and strong draft capital and when you have tight ends like brock bowers coming in caleb williams coming in like there's studs every position it's just how deep is that running back pool but i think regardless we will get ones that get good draft capital that have a ton of talent and then it's supplemented by really great wide receivers quarterbacks and some great tight ends as well yeah i think it's a good class right again i'm looking at the mark i don't know about panics jr you've got bo nix there we didn't talk about bo nix there's a lot Tyler Van, uh, not Van Dyke, Devin Leary, the transfer from North yep. Carolina State to Kentucky. There's a DJ Uyongagale, Spencer Rattler, yep. Jalen, Jaden Daniels. I mean, there Your are boy, a lot Keen of. Slovis? 
Maybe. No, no. It's all. It's over for King Keaton, man. <laughs> the once first round Debbie pick you is sold, no more. You sold me on the dream back in what? Like I didn't sell you on shit. No, oh, you, you sold your. You sold your. Sold the dream, stop, Sam Howell and stop, Keaton Slovis. Stop. Spencer Stop. Rattler, QB1, DJ one Who said that? We were there, right? This, these are the Debbie worlds we live in. We can't, we, we no. lick the wounds, but we can never forget. We can never forget. Yeah, it's going to be fun, man. But that's an early look at, so if if you're trading for 2024 today, here's the actual advice. We get through all the fun. I have the, if you're trading for 2024, I would really hope that it's a top three pick. That's where I'd want today. So I you're want just with top three so far. Two. I wanted to be that. I would want it to be one of the worst teams in the league because I want a shot at yes. those top three guys yes, yes. right now. Right. I could stretch it and say Bowers and Emeka and say five, but it's hard. I'm looking at the would shittiest team in my league. Would you put a running back in there? Not to today. Make it a six. Not today. Not not no. a running back, but RB one. Like RB one, you'd say is probably locked into the top six, regardless of whether it's Travion okay. or. Yeah. Sanders. So yeah. you feel pretty good probably about it. You feel really good about a top three because you're getting Marv May or Caleb. Caleb. And then you could probably stretch it to wide receiver two, Brock Bowers, and RB1. Brock Bowers only in tight end premium leagues. Only in fair, TP fair, leagues. If it's fair, just a regular fair. PPR league, half PPR, then there's don't I don't care if yeah. it's Brock Bowers, Jatavian Sanders, or God himself. I'm not taking him inside the top five. So it's just not happening. Yep. Only if it's tight end premium and the premium's got to matter. 175, start two tight yep. ends or 2.0 for tight end reception. That's the only way I'm taking a tight end inside the top five like that. So if I stretched it today and just said it's PPR, it'd be like five or six. It's good class. Cool. Yeah. Good class. Five, I'm excited. Yeah. That's good. I'm excited to watch it work out. Excited to to watch it uh watch it play out. It's gonna be fun this fall. And as we look back on this nine months from now, uh there'll be new names and some of these names will fall out. I mean we had Keyshawn Boutte in there last year. He fell completely out. So we'll see how it changes, but I'm pretty excited for it. Um, a little, uh, a little, a little reprieve from uh, all the monotony of 2023. All right, y'all. Appreciate you. Thank you, Cold World TDE. Said dope show, fellas. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Put some production into this one. Gave y'all some graphics. Yes, sir. Uh, we did G, have, we did have, in. we did have a super chat here. We got to get to. <laughs> From Austin Smith, first time my work schedule has allowed me to be up uh, this early on the West Coast. Love the content. Had a blast during the draft streams. First rookie draft was all wake up. A. Rich and Mingo. Jay, got him some A. Rich and Jonathan Mingo. Appreciate you, Austin, for tapping in the chat. Thank y'all for being here. I hope y'all have a fantastic week tomorrow night. Tap in with me. I'll be doing a uh, Best Ball Mania 4 underdog draft live on destination Debbie. we're going to build a team together if we win i'm not going to share it with any of you but i will thank you all for your services and helping me get there we're going to do that tonight so make sure you use the promo code wake up get in the biggest fantasy football tournament ever subscribe to the all gas newsletter we got dope podcasts coming out all the time from all of our awesome creators shout out to everybody at destination Debbie. shout out to y'all waking up with us watching listening engaging in the comments in the chats we love y'all well we got more super chats jay did you see more oh, super damn. chats do we who I, who I else know. who I else didn't... sent it well y'all know man i'm good for it i didn't see it they need to code it better i will get to it and i'll answer it on monday y'all know i don't do i don't do y'all like that we got to get up out of here y'all have a fantastic week we'll see y'all on monday man i'm out of this thing peace before y'all close off of the video, I just want to say thank you for checking out the content on Destination Devi. Really appreciate every single view that we get. 
And the only thing that I ask is that you hit the thumbs up button, like the content, subscribe to the channel, and if you can, comment below for the algorithm really helps the channel grow. Now, if you want more exclusive access to me and the entire Destination Debbie team, patreon.com forward slash all gas gives you that access. Now, if your money's a little funny, we do have free content for you. Make sure you subscribe to the All Gas newsletter. There's a link in the description of this video below. And subscribe to the Destination Debbie podcast radio feed, where we got all types of shows hitting airwaves every single week. Now y'all can get out of here. I appreciate y'all tapping in. It's All Gas all the time. I love y'all. I'm out of this thing. Peace.